This is probably the most raw, authentic, powerful podcast that we have ever done. There were tears shed on this podcast. There was laughter. There was excitement. And on this podcast, we talked for two hours and it felt like 20 minutes. Shane Douglas is my guest today. Shane's story is uh, inspiring, exciting, thrilling, sad, everything in between. And in this episode, we really have a variety of conversation that we talked about from what it's like for both of us to be young fathers, adoption, how to grow, what to do when you find yourself feeling that you're in the pit of despair with no hope. This was a really exciting podcast for me. This podcast means a lot to me, and I really can't wait for you guys to watch it. Having kids changes your entire understanding of what you thought you understood of the world. Our mistakes will always become the defining feature that attracts people when we resolve them and when we make them not something we're ashamed of. My life's forever changed because someone like you uh, decided to foster some kids and uh, ended up adopting me, so. They've changed our lives more than we could ever hope to change theirs, you know what I mean? And I'm sure that's the same for your yeah. parents. Behind every challenge is a crown. Life is about choice, right? You had a hunger for business knowledge. Before we jump into today's episode, there's two things I'd like to do. Number one, uh, shout out to my editing team, Envy and Creates. They are awesome. I trust them with all my videos and I have all year, not planning to change. If you're looking for a quality editing team that will be able to edit your videos at an affordable price, definitely check them out. Their stuff is in the description. Also available now is our own special, the Dylan England Show Coffee Blend. Uh, it's a low acid coffee that is honestly some of the best coffee I've ever tasted in my life. And if you're interested in checking out the coffee, checking out um, more about that, check out also the description as I have made a couple videos about that um, as well. Uh, it's honestly the best cup of coffee I've ever had and I can't wait for you to try it. All right, let's jump into today's conversation with Shane Douglas. Thank you guys for tuning into the show. Please like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, join the journey, join the podcast. Thank you guys for watching this episode of The Dylan England Show. Let's jump into the episode. So who, if I asked you, who is Shane Douglas? Who is Shane Douglas? We're starting off with a good question. Who is Shane Douglas? The real Shane Douglas is... On Instagram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, it's a great question. I mean, that's a great question because it's like, how do you answer who is I? <laughs> you know, who am I? Well, I ultimately, I'm a father. Mm. I'm a husband. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a, a spiritual enthusiast. I'm, you know, a son of God. I am blessed, highly favored. And you know what I mean? Like, mm. th this is kind of where my mindset goes to answering the question of the who am I? Mm. Um, I think a lot of people answer who am I with what they do. Mm -hmm. uh, and so who am I ultimately is I'm a human becoming, not mm. just a human being. I'm trying to get better every day. You know, mm. there's, and there's so many right. <laughs> areas, dude, I have to get better every day. But uh, just out here, hustling and trying to do my best, you mm. know, and hanging out with you. <laughs> That's who I what is. What better place to be? <laughs> Nowhere. How did you get to this point in your life where you're at right now? Like sitting at this desk? Sure. <laughs> how did we get, how did you get to where you're at as an entrepreneur? Tell a little, us a little bit about your story. I mean, you have, I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but you were part of a band. You did some other, I want to yeah. that. this. Give us a timeline of where you're at now as a father and as a husband and an entrepreneur, like, like give us the quick little overview. Yeah. Um, so first of all, I was thinking about this a couple nights ago, not specifically, how did I get here? Right. But I was thinking about 
how important it is to have vision, elongated vision, mm-hmm. and that looks like what what doesn't what what not like not just what does tomorrow look like, but what is the next year, two, three, four, and five? And for the longest time, I didn't have that vision. Mm. I had get through the day vision and still battle with that. But a lot of that came from starting out. I was, like you mentioned, kind of out of out of high school, got into college. I recognized quickly that I had zero desire to get a degree from someone who was going to teach me something they've never done. Mm-hmm. So I real quickly discerned that I wasn't interested in becoming a master at philosophy. I want to become a master at my passions. And so I got into rock and roll and music and started playing in a band. And I was at one point, I was in three bands and I was doing this strategically because it was like, you know, how you diversify your income while I was diversifying my opportunity with music Hmm. because I knew that with with music, it's a tough industry. It's not like you're going to make it because you're awesome. That's just not the case. Somewhere right now, there is some kid who is the best guitarist in the world. Problem is, is he's sitting in mom's basement or she's sitting in mom's basement and will be sitting there till they're 45, just shredding, but nobody will ever hear of him. So it's about about expanding your reach Mm. and getting out. So I was like, if I'm in three bands, I'm expanding my reach, dude. I'm diversifying my presence. I'm becoming omnipresent. And then whichever band has the most impact in our local area, well, I'll eventually go to that one or or whichever one I find to be most passionate about, I'll do that. So anyway... uh, Finally, and they were all three different types of music, so it was wild. But I finally got in a band where all of us decided to hit the road and go on tour. So we went on tour for a while, played with some really fun bands. It was awesome. Wow. From what I can remember, it was great. But <laughs> dude, from what I can remember, it was awesome. But, um, dude, we, you know, I learned about partying. I learned about living it up. And although we didn't do anything massive, mm-hmm. what I did find was – There is nothing as rewarding as being able to not have to look back and say, I wish I had done X. Mm -hmm. You know how many people I talked to that were in a band are like, oh, bro, I wish I would have just gone on tour. I'm like, thank God I I don't say that. And people will ask me all the time, do you miss being in music? I'm like, not at all. Mm -hmm. Not because I have a disdain for the industry, not because I dislike it or had a horrific experience. I mean, we actually did have a song that hit a top 40 chart and it was pretty freaking sweet, dude. But, but I look back at it and go, what was more rewarding than any experience, any venue we played, anything was knowing that I was never going to look back and say, I wish I would have given it my all. It was a space and time where I gave it my all. Hmm. At a certain point, I recognized that my all needed to be going somewhere else. So quit quit the band and uh, got a job at a manufacturing company and started working in the, in the shipping and receiving department. And then I started to get some lean manufacturing training. So I learned how to lean systems and get mm. systems better, uh, you know, automated so that it could actually replace people, to be honest. Yeah. And so uh, what I found in that space was I like business. I like, I like business. Mm. So I, 
went to the owner of the company and said, hey, I'm going, I'm planning to, I want to move into a different section of the company. Uh, I don't have a ton of experience, but what I do know is I think I can replace my job with automated systems. So I started implementing a few things and I finally got to a place where my role was really no longer necessary. So I was able to move into a different arena, which happened to be in sales. I wanted to get into sales. Not because I was ever sitting there thinking like, oh, I just, sales is like, oh my gosh. But it was because I thought that's in the office. I no longer have to wear steel toe boots. I can wear dress shoes, Mm. you know? And I, dude, I was the weirdo in, 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 in the shop wearing dress pants and a work shirt and, and steel toe boots. You know what I mean? Like I was trying to, I wanted to get in, into the, into the environment of business. Right. So, uh, that lasted for a while. I got an incredible mentor. Is this too much? Okay. Am I, I is this, am I talking too much? You're never talking too much. So, so I got an incredible mentor And to this day, he's an incredible friend of mine. And uh, he taught me about the value of investing in people. Mm. And we traveled a lot together, had some amazing experiences together. And one of the things that this man did was he always went out of his way to teach me something about business, whether it be about understanding how to read a P&L from a business, understanding how, you know, how all the, how gross margin and gross profit work and understanding all the different dynamics of business. And he would just over dinner, pour this knowledge into me that had nothing to do with our business trip. Our business trip had to do with create this presentation, sure. try to land the client, move on, you know, right, and, right, right. but he would just take me and he would just invest this time into me. And, uh, I'll never forget. We were sitting, I think it was at a Culver's hmm. and it was raining. And I think we were in Minnesota. And I asked him, I said, Rowan, listen, why do you just give me all this information and and why do you constantly pour into me and mentor me and and he basically said one you're coachable you mm-hmm. take it and you run with it i can see the passion in your eyes when you when i give you this information but he said most importantly and i'm kind of paraphrasing cuz i don't remember the exact response but he said because Shane what i want to do is i want to equip you to one day you being able to walk into any business, demand a six-figure salary, and if they don't give it to you, walk out and go next door and get it. He said, "So I'm gonna. I, that's my goal." And I was like, "Dang, dude!" Because you know, at the time, dude, it was six figures to me at the time was that's like, like, I know that's that was like making it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like that fired me up. You may have to edit all the likes. I'm catching. I'm saying a lot of likes. Oh, I didn't even notice it. But so. That's what I did. Mm. One day I walked into the office, asked for a six-figure salary, did not get it. Over the weekend, uh, this company that my dad's company was working out an agreement with, they were having some issues and I'm looking over the challenges that they're facing and I'm like, your problem is, is your distribution network. Okay, so Roan's background came from an incredible brand segmentation strategy that he implemented that was just, I mean, viral. It was a national Mm. explosion. Right, right, right. Okay, had to do with Black & Decker and DeWalt, okay? So uh, at that point, dude, I learned a lot about brand (laughs) segmentation. Like when you want to take a product and you want to brand segment it, for Mm. instance, if you look at Black and Decker and DeWalt, Black and Decker is the high end, but how do they capture the mid-range and low end? They create 
DeWalt. Mm. So they can capture, you know, the, the trigger pull on the drill doesn't, ha- it can't handle 3,000 pulls. It can handle 1,800. Right. And you brand segment. So he taught me about this concept of brand segmentation. So you can get into different markets and all this other stuff. So I was like fascinated by that. So when I'm looking over this problem that my dad's facing with this company he's working on landing a deal with, I, I was sitting there saying, it's your distribution network that's the problem. This is the issue, blah, blah, blah. And he shared a little bit of the information with the director of sales. The director of sales called a meeting. So one Saturday we got together and I put together a four or five page business strategy on brand segmentation, distribution Mm -hmm. management, and networking all of the products across multiple industries and whatnot. Anyways, at the end of it, he offered me the six-figure income and I took it, right? So it was just like, it wasn't even, that wasn't the intent, wasn't Mm -hmm. to be hired, but it was just like, hey, you know, so... Uh, that, that put me in a position where I learned more and more about business and I just kept kind of fueling that side of my Mm -hmm. passion. And then I got into the insurance space like Mm -hmm. I am now, right. And in the financial field, it really fell in love with that, working with people, working with people became my passion and our agency's motto is build big people. And so I love investing in people. I love doing that. And so that's how you and I met. What a natural segment. That was beautiful. (laughs) Dude, like I'm just like processing. That's a beautiful story. And I think what I just took away was um, you had a hunger for knowledge. Like you had a hunger for business knowledge. And that hunger for like you love business, the hunger for knowledge just kind of kept propelling you into your next space. Yep. Um, Why jumping into the financial slash insurance field? Like what, what was that jump um, and didn't you and Melissa start a company at one point? We did. Yeah. Yeah, we did. So going back to the progression of my background and story, eventually I knew this. I knew that the company I was working for was owned by a family, still small business, but larger in size, mm-hmm. you know, and um, what I identified right away was if there's more to be had, I won't have it here. I will reach a peak in my income, reach a peak in my impact. Uh, so a, a business would be great. Prior to that, dude, I fell in love with dress shoes, men's dress shoes. I don't know what it was. It was one of these weird things at night where you're just like, I wonder how a shoe is made. And so you're on YouTube and you're like, how is a dress shoe made? You know, before you know it, you're watching all these videos about bespoke shoe wear and all this stuff. And I'm like developing just this weird obsession with shoe wear. Okay. So I'm just enthralled with this information about shoes. Finally, I'm like, I want to start a shoe company. I want to start a dress shoe company. But I had no idea what that looked like. Melissa and I were recently married. And so instead of doing a honeymoon, because she's so amazing, she's like, well, why don't we go to Oregon to this place that I found that for two weeks teaches you how to make dress shoes and you end up making a pair. So we go to Oregon. What a wife. Yeah. So we go there. We invest some of the most stressful time in our lives towards us because it was just like, think, think of this for a minute. There's oftentimes about 144 steps in making a pair of men's dress shoes, okay? Like handmade, wow. okay? You're, you're going through, you've invested 40 hours in this doggone thing and one stitch can jack it all up, right? So 
there's this precision technique and artistry behind men's dress shoes. And, and, you know, I found, I, I, I learned all the details behind the physiology. Like, why would you pay two grand for dress shoes or shoes in general? Well, because they're better for your feet, you know, and your feet, that's the foundation of all things for your body, blah, blah, blah. Um, but learned how to make dress shoes, made a killer pair of dress shoes. She made a killer pair of dress shoes. And, uh, we ended up making two pair because I think we went back. If I remember, we did it again. But then, dude, we return home from the f- experience, and I'm so deflated because it's not an easy gig. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. like you've got to really work hard, which in life you have to work hard in anything. But I'm talking about you order this tack from that company, but the brass tacks, okay, that you use for the sole or whatever goes from this company and the glue from that company, leather from this company, and your your bill of materials is several pages long and no no vendor is the same. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you're just, your sourcing of the material is a nightmare. So I was so deflated, dude, because I was like, dang it, what in the world? And um, so... One day I'm moping around like I do very well. Ask my wife, okay? She's like, what is your deal? I was like, babe, I just, I'm depressed about this. I wanted to, you know, blah, blah, blah. She's like, listen, we had bought, at this time, we bought a sewing machine. We also bought a um, several hides, you know, so we had some hides and we had some okay. leather. Some prep work. Some shrinking. Yeah. Like, like, this is my trinket, you know what I mean? Like a mm-hmm. little cutter, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, listen, um, you're, you're bothering me right now with your, your attitude and your mood. Go down to the studio because we had a studio space in our loft. We had our loft and then we got a second space where she did art and it was a studio space. She's like, go down to the studio space and make me something. I'm like, what do you want me to make you? She said, well, go make me a bag or I'm going to go buy a bag. A leather bag. I go, okay, fair enough, babe. So I go downstairs, putzing around, put on some music. I'm doing my thing. And I make this deconstructed tote, this okay. leather deconstructed yep. tote. Yep. She's like, okay. So I made the bag. It was sweet. Just a simple deconstructed tote, leather bag, high-end quality materials, pretty pretty sweet, basic bag. Well, at the end of that, she puts it on her shoulder, takes a cute picture in front of a brick wall, and posted on Instagram saying, you know, husbands are the best, especially ones that make you bags at your request. And this is my new tuck and sew. So we started calling that bag the tuck and sew. And that launched a brand called Douglas and Co. that was all leather accessories Mm. that branched into belts, wallets, bags, computer, desktop, you know, mats, charging mats. I mean, dude, everything. Like we started branching out, making all this stuff. We never got into shoes, which was part of the goal. But then we knew that, oh, at this point we can make a brand so that we get some brand familiarity with people around leather products that maybe Mm -hmm. at one point can segment into shoes. So now that I got you caught up to that portion, that was the business that we launched. However, why am I doing what I do now? Because scalability was going to be an issue in that business. It was going to be a very long time to get to a six-figure income as a, as a business owner in that space. You had companies like Shinola stepping yeah. in, just 
booming. You know what I mean? And so what you had to charge for a product was very challenging to compete. Mm. So it wasn't that the competition was scaring us or anything like that, but then we became financial services clients with our Mm -hmm. investments and blah, blah, blah. And that's what triggered the passion for finance and Mm. to figure out, wow, if if you make that much money doing this, I can build a business and an organization and an agency and well, let's do that. So after about a year or so, we finally decided that our, our other business, Douglas and co needed to Mm. dissolve so that we could focus our efforts on the financial gig. And yeah. So one, one thing that I thought was really there's, there's two things, life lessons that really helped me through this journey was first when I was making the shoes, dude, I, I put so much time into these shoes and I'm a perfectionist. So I, I want things like when it comes to stitching and lines, bro, I needed to, I want it to be like so dead on. I'm, I go to stitch this last piece of this first shoe. Sure. Oh, dude. It's, and I, I overshot with the stitch. So I went where I needed to go and then, and you don't fix a hole in leather. Okay. So I literally felt like every bit of life was sucked out of me in that moment. Okay. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. And now I've got this nasty mistake and oh my gosh. And and this is, this was a life lesson that I learned that stuck with me for forever because the gentleman who was teaching the class, he, he comes over and he just wild hair, glue all over his apron, Mm -hmm. like one shoe on, one shoe off legitimately, you know, just, just looks like Einstein almost, you know, just kind of comes over and he could tell I'm just wrecked from this mistake. And he says, whoa, 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 whoa. We never let our mistakes prevent us from the potential of what that mistake could be. Mm. I'm like, okay. So he literally took, and it makes me emotional, but he took the second shoe and repeated the mistake for me. I'm like, what? He said, now you create a design. So he drew this like teardrop out of the mistake. And I stitched a teardrop basically into both shoes. Mm. And what he said is he said, our mistakes will always become the defining feature that attracts people Mm. when we resolve them. And when we make them, you know, uh, yeah, not something we're ashamed of. And dude, that just stuck with me because I realized I'm so flawed and I know, I know I'm flawed in so many ways, dude, but just knowing that, Hey, I believe that God's going to take and and use all my mistakes as testimonies and my tests will become testimonies. And that was a, a part of my life, dude, that was just so valuable. Whether a shoe company ever gets launched or not, that w- that one little snippet of a life lesson for me personally changed my perspective mm. on life in mm. general. And then as we decided to liquidate Douglas & Co. and step into our Douglas & Associates business and start building that, now, now we're here, now you know? Here, so, yeah, it's just... It's wild. Yeah, I love dude. I love what you said. Like everyone's gonna make mistakes, and it's what you do with those mistakes to find successful people and unsuccessful people. Because if you go into anything thinking that you're not gonna make a mistake, I mean, you're gonna be 
shocked and what's around the corner and that's what a great life lesson i mean it was with i mean shoe creation sounds to me like my worst nightmare (laughs) because i'm not a detailed person i'm an inpatient person it sounds like a slow methodical focused like process and you said there's like 150 or whatever different parts to a shoe or whatever there's 144 steps to follow yeah and did you enjoy that no okay (laughs) because like you I I can I can picture this this lamp mm-hmm. and my opinion is okay I can learn how to blow glass and I can learn how to you know shape metal and turn it I can get this and give me 30 minutes to do it yeah and then I get 30 minutes in and I'm like I gotta melt the sand for the glass I gotta do what yeah. you know what I mean yeah. and so I'm like you in that regard so here's my idea of this like amazing beautiful shoe and then when I realized the craft the implementation again. and the implementation, yeah. you yeah. know, and I think that's what throws so many people off, mm. even me to this day is it's the implementation. And I think that's the, I, I did a video on this called the entrepreneur's gap. Mm. And it's, it's that gap that, an, that a entrepreneur steps into before they're an a- actual entrepreneur. Ooh, I like that. Okay. Wanted. I've never heard that before. Yeah. They're like, there's, they're desiring to own a business, run a business, yeah, sure. develop a product, but they just never step into the entrepreneurial side, which is the peaks and the valleys and the highs and the lows. And I break it all down to the psychology of all this stuff. And I'm not, not a psychologist. I just, I just kind of go with my thoughts, yeah. but dude, when it comes right down to it, for so many people, they've got this great idea, but zero ability to implement or put people in their path to strategically get them where they want to go. Like for me with this with this podcast, dude, I just hope that somehow, some way, something we say impacts someone positively. Sure. Do you know what I'm saying? And so whether they're on their entrepreneurial journey where they're trying to figure out, you know, how do I take this idea and implement it? Or maybe they're already an entrepreneur, they own multiple businesses or whatnot. I knew for me, it was always a challenge to go from the entrepreneur to the entrepreneur. And there's still a lot of entrepreneur mindsets and things I got to change to to get to where I want to be. But like you, dude, I, it, Patience is not my virtue. So the entrepreneur is a big problem right now in the U.S. because, um, and not even just with entrepreneurs, just with anything. There's so many people that if you ask them, are you satisfied where you're at with your life? They're going to say no. And I'm like, well, what do you want to achieve? And all I have to do is pull up their YouTube history. And generally their YouTube history will tell what they want to do. Like, what are they trying to learn? And so we're all like watching and seeing like, oh, I'd love to do this. Yeah. Or I'd love to go, you know, and, and they never pull the trigger. But because um, I just need to learn one more thing before I jump into this. So I need to do one more, yeah. you know, watch one more video on this before I actually go take this trip. Or, you know, it's like. People just prep and prep and prep and prep and prep and never pull the trigger. And I think that's just a lot of people. If you ask them, hey, do you want to do this for the rest of your life? They'd be like, no. Like, well, what's stopping you? You know? And so I do think the whole watching and waiting is is, is a plague for young entrepreneurs um, or people in general that honestly just probably just need to make the leap. And I'm not saying yeah, that they should make sure. it without planning, but like um, if you and I wouldn't have jumped into entrepreneurship i mean who knows where we'd be right now like you know i i could be working at mcdonald's for all i know like i worked at steak and shake my whole my whole life until this like i could still be there you know like i i don't 
I don't know. I could not have a podcast. I could not be in an office space. I got, who knows, you know, without yeah, taking that sure. leap. And so for sure. um, that's interesting. I, I think that's a really cool thing to ponder on. And then it's like, what are we watching right now? Like what's our next step? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That we're just like not taking, taking the, the step of faith on. I have a business coach that I work with and I'm so grateful for him, man. He's, he's just helped me tremendously. He says most people, they have a wish. Okay. And a wish gives you a wishbone, but a want gives you a backbone. Mm. And so a lot of people lack the want that's deep enough. You know, if you, if you talk about like Napoleon Hill, think and grow rich, it's that white hot burning desire to get after something. And that's, uh, that's frankly where I'm at in a lot of areas in my life currently. Like, mm. how do I want something? Have you ever wanted something so bad that like you, you would literally move a mountain for that thing. You would just, you could do it and you did. Yeah. And then there's something that you're like, I should want that really bad. How come I'm not taking any action? And I think it's because that action is not, it's not really a want. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to start a business for my family. To, well, are you sure that that's what you want? Yeah. Right. Are you sure? I mean, it, and I know it's tough, but maybe your priority is something different, you know? And so I see so many people that go through with wishes. And again, this isn't me like speaking from a, hey, I've arrived. You know what I mean? I don't want to come across as that guy because I'm nowhere near. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I watched this this short YouTube video yesterday. Mm -hmm. And actually it was either YouTube or Instagram real or something like that, but it's this guy sitting or laying on a bed. Okay. And he's got this marker cap in his mouth and you can only see one side of his face Mm -hmm. and it's, it's clean, clean side of the face. And he drops the marker cap and it lands and he's fired up because it lands right in the cap. Perfect. And, and it says, this is what most people think success is. But then the guy sits up and the other side of his face is riddled with black dots Mm. from the marker, not having had hit from all the misses. Yeah. Right. And I think sometimes I beat myself up because I'm unwilling to miss. Mm -hmm. And along the process of life and becoming who we're supposed to be and stepping into our destiny, I got to realize that I've got to be okay with missing. Yeah. But misses Uh, are crushing. That's the thing. Like when you miss, especially when you want something, that can be absolutely crushing. For sure. And knowing how to respond is sometimes hard. Like, cause I'm like you, I'm, so I ride my highs very high and I ride my lows very low. <laughs> For and I've sure, been yeah. that way since I've gotten into the business. So when we have like a big sales and then we have like, you know, a month where I don't even pay myself and I'm like, what am I doing here? Like I've had thoughts, you know, this year being like, am I even an entrepreneur? Like, sure. You know, you know yeah, and, and that's, uh, yeah. Like, should I just get a salary? Like, should I, should I quit this? And, you know, is this worth it? And then, and then all of a sudden when, whether they're mistakes or, um, unfortunate events or the economy or whatever the issue is, then you're just like, it's so easy to just, just, I don't know, stop going down the path you're on and start feeling sorry for yourself and, and potentially ruin the hard work that you've put into where you're already at. You know what I mean? And I don't know if that makes any sense. But I, just, I, yeah, it, it makes total sense. I, I believe, I believe that every single person 
there's a specific reason why they're on this earth. Mm. I forget where I heard this, but I heard that everybody has a unique fingerprint to leave a one of a kind imprint. Mm. And so as I've grown passionate about people and seeing them succeed and just wanting to bring positivity to people, like even if you look at my social media, yeah. I'm not all business, 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 or let me teach you how. The, you know, some I do have some yeah, of I mean, the I whole. Yeah, I probably 20%, 30% is business. Like yeah. the rest of it's. Dude, at the end of the day, I believe people have a purpose. And maybe that purpose will be obtaining a salary job and yeah. doing what you can do and raising a family. I don't ever want to call anybody mediocre. All I know is this. If we haven't stepped into our destiny and and begun to step into what God's intended for our lives, we are living a mediocre life. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how big, how small we're supposed to be. It's just if I'm not stepping in, and I fail at this often, if I'm not stepping into becoming the best version of myself, yeah. I am stepping towards mediocrity, yeah. average and ordinary, you know, mm-hmm. and, and nobody's supposed to be average and ordinary. When God, when God was handing out the schematic for people's futures, it wasn't like you, you're going to have an average and ordinary life and here's, here's what you get. But life is about choice, right? We get the choice, we get to decide. And so, yeah, the entrepreneurial journey, owning a business, okay, whether you're in real estate, it doesn't matter what yeah. business you're in. It, yeah, it's got it's got its ups and downs, and people just have to decide for themselves. Like, is this up and down better mm-hmm. than that up and down? Which up and down is fueling my passion? Which up and down is bringing me closer to purpose? Mm-hmm. I know for me, it's becoming very apparent that people will always, one hundred percent of the time, do what they want to do mm-hmm. when they want to do it. And it has nothing to do with anything. Watch a thousand motivational videos. Watch a th- listen to a thousand podcasts. Like get fired up. Just mm-hmm. get excited. Whatever it takes. But that's not going to change the fact that I have to make a decision. Where when you listen to, you read a self help book, you watch a podcast, you watch mo- you know, then it's like, oh, that felt that made me feel good. Like there's actually a science behind like the dopamine release of like watching motivational videos. So like you watch a motivational video, dopamine releases in your brain, you get fired up for this person, you live their life, you pretend that you're like, oh yeah, I could see myself in their shoes. And then you just like flip to the next video and yeah. like nothing changes. Yeah. And um, that's, uh, I think that's a lot of people. That's us, that's me in a lot of things. And that's a lot of our listeners. And just to clarify something, I mean, I clearly have had this every single podcast because it always comes up. Um, I, I don't want our listeners to say, think that to fulfill their purpose, they have to be an entrepreneur. For right? sure. For it's, sure. It's, you, you could be a uh, work at McDonald's for your whole life. And if you're putting in your best effort, working hard to the glory of God, supporting your family, doing, you know, reaching people, that's great. Yeah. Like, like that is, if that is where God's called you do it a thousand percent for sure. Um, but then I think that there's a, another breed of people that are saying, Hey, like I'm, I'm not, I want to push myself past just a fast food. You know, I want to, I want to push myself to just 
keep improving and, and, and do hard things. There's actually a book. I don't know if you've ever read it. The yeah. book's titled do hard things. It's actually yeah, a great yeah. book. Um, and then that's the type of people that are crazy enough sometimes to jump into this world of entrepreneurship. Um, because they're not satisfied because what they want. So with someone that works maybe on like a line at, you know, Henry Ford, like, or Ford, right. So like they're, they're making cars and they're on the line and they're happy. They are content yeah. because like my buddy, he's an environmental engineer and he's just like, he's content. Like yep. he gets paid a salary because what he wants, he has two ponds at home and he, he fills it with fish. He creates it. Like literally he created his own ecosystem. Like it's insane. Like he, lived awesome. in a, he lived in an apartment building. The water was dried up, no fish. And he lived there for two years. By the end of the time he was uh, there, there were birds. There were like, like he created a legitimate ecosystem in this apartment building. Dude, that's by, so like, great. Filling it with fish, uh, building fish habitats out of buckets and PVC pipe. Because like, so for him, He's going to do absolute best at the work that he's doing. He's going to give it 110%. But what yeah. he wants is to be at home, at his lake, with his wife. And, like, that's what he wants to do. So entrepreneurship is never on the table for him. For sure. Because he wants, he wants to be done by 4.30 because he wants every evening free yeah, he's, to do that. And he's doing what he, he's doing, yeah. doing his passion. So you, we were talking about um, you, you had a podcast with your wife. Yep. And then... Um, now it's like, dude, I think us starting a podcast together would be fun. I've also had, this is what I want to do. Okay. I want to, uh, and comment if you think this would be interesting. I want to have a more current event podcast. Okay. So, um, this, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me think. Of it. <clears throat> so right now the show is not political at all. Right. Right. Like it's, it's, it's entrepreneurship, it's self-improvement, but then there's stuff going on in the world that I care about. There's, there's the way like America's going that I'm sure like, I'm, I'm like scared for my child. And so, you know, I t told Anna, I'm like, Hey, like I'm really struggling with what to do because, um, I'm starting to have a reach. I'm starting to have a voice. People are starting to tune into the show. Yep. Yep. You know, we've had 150,000 views since January, which is That's crazy awesome. to me. And it's like the more sane minds you can have speaking truth, it can only help. And so, but this isn't necessarily the podcast to debate and, and, and cover certain topics. And so I've thought it'd be cool to have a podcast that would be like a weekly show every Monday and whatever the major events were, um, the previous week just to talk about them. Huh. Um, and, uh, that way people knew it's like, cause like right now I got, so for example, like I'll bring up like, you know, if it's like a certain push for, you know, underage kids getting sex changes, for example, right? Yep. I'm like, no, <laughs> like that shouldn't be okay. But that's rampant. And that's a big conversation. A lot of people are having right now. Yeah. And I'm like, this isn't the podcast like necessarily to jump into stuff like that, you know? Um, but I, I want to talk about stuff like that because I have a, a young baby girl and I want to, you know, I want to make sure, but like, this isn't the place to talk about that or politics. And we have an election around the corner. And so just having fun, you know, grab a, whatever drink or cigar and talk about like who our favorite candidates are. And I just think a, a, a podcast that are, is just real and, 
um, honest. And if people want to disagree, they, and it could be any topic. Like, there's no topic that's not allowed to talk about. And yeah. it's like, it's it's not, it's a positive, it's not censored. And, and I'm not even talking politics. I'm just like, whatever. Like, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. Is, is on, is going on, we could talk about it. Now, this might be the podcast for it. I, I was just coached that you want to create a niche, you know, to grow. Right, right. And, sure. and so I've tried to keep it within the entrepreneurship self-improvement niche. Um, and I haven't jumped into the controversial stuff and because I don't, I don't like, I'm not chasing views. Like that's not, I don't want to do that for views. It's just like stuff I'm passionate about. You know what I'm trying to say? So I, I, and so like, I think I would enjoy a, a free podcast. That was just kind of like, Hey, th- if you listen to our podcast, you will be offended at some things we say. Like it's just, it's guaranteed and not like at night because like we're just going to be honest and honest people accidentally offend people. I don't think that you're, I don't, I I don't think that you're not being clear in this podcast, right? I think that you're a hundred percent spot on with understanding there, there's a time and a place. Mm -hmm. I can give you an example of what you're trying to accomplish. My opinion, take it or leave it. I don't. I wouldn't get into anything controversial with the Dylan England show. I wouldn't bring any controversial topics in, right? Just because I I feel like the vibe is already at a neutral state. Right. Whether right. I doesn't matter my political background. I I should watch the Dylan England show and gain something from it. I sure. feel like that's how it's currently positioned. Right. Right. When I when when COVID first happened. Okay. Okay. I don't know if I should say this. When it first happened, I saw this occur with some of my agents. Let me give you an example. Their social media was all positive, 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 you know, this, that, and the other thing. And then as soon as there were some political controversies and things like this, I saw some agents that would take severe political agendas and use their voice online to, to amplify it. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. You've got the right to do that. Here's what the mistake was, was that they didn't stay in that arena. Mm -hmm. And I believe that when you get into that arena, you got to stay there because it's going to become a dog fight. You know, so if I start a podcast and it's all about controversy, bro, right up front, I'm calling that podcast controversy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like right controversy up, case. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, or, yeah, 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 like yeah, right, I, right. I'm right up right. front letting you know, like you put a bad comment in there. I'm going to eat it up. You yeah. put a good comment in there. I'm going to eat it up. Like I'm here to offend and not offend. Yeah. And, and it, when you step into the, to the ring yep. for that purpose, you can stay very, very focused on that. And then you're not doing a, Dylan England show that's all about, you know, social media and entrepreneurship and, and yeah, the growth mindset and, and growth. And then and yeah. what's your thoughts on abortion? You yeah, know what I'm you saying? Know, right, like, right, right, right. just like, whoa. whoa. And then when that, so, so that's why, so we actually had a, an episode with a friend of mine that the, uh, the topic changed into this, like this really crazy political conversation and we didn't see eye to eye on. So I made a statement that I assumed we were going to see eye to eye on and we just did not. <laughs> and, uh, then we talked 30 minutes about it. And at the end of the, the, the show, I was like, Hey, I think I'm going to cut that out. Like not because I really enjoyed the conversation we had, but it just didn't fit. Like it, it did, we're talking about, 
this, this, this business, 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 business. And then yeah. it's like, whoa, you know, like, right. <laughs> what are we talking? <laughs> like, why are we here? Like the whole conversation, like, why, why did I bring this up? You know, so and, and, either, and dude. Uh, like, yeah, it was so, so either separate podcast or the other idea I had was like, if I clarify at the beginning of the episode, because like the Joe Rogan show, I, I use Rogan because he does such a good job of asking questions and pursuing knowledge and being curious and which that means that nothing's off the table for him to interview. Right. And that's why he's done so well. So he has done what everyone told him not to do. Everyone said, create a niche, stick to your niche, and then your audience will find you and stick with you. Whatever he said, screw that. I'm interviewing things I'm interested in. And then now he had a following you know, you can't really use, he, he did fear factor. He, yeah. He already now, had, he a, already yeah, had, he had a, a pre-established audience. So audience. It's sure. not quite a fair sample size, but I was almost thinking if we kept the Dylan England show brand, but then made subsects of the, the brand and, or if I interviewed a political, like, so I would love to interview a Democrat. I would love to interview a Republican because I want to know how do politics affect small businesses because that's what I think a lot of entrepreneurs need to know. Hey, how do politics affect your business or your workplace? Like, right, so, But right. then at the beginning of the episode, being like, hey, generally on the podcast, we talk about this, this, this. Today on the podcast, we get political, we get, and then give them the opportunity to continue to watch the episode or wait for the next one. Because that's, so do I want to completely start a new brand when this brand is is doing like we're, we're growing yep. and, or is it better to continue with the growth of the brand and just open the Dylan England show to more than what it just started as? I think in my opinion, if you are going to in- interview a Democrat and how does that, or what's the political view on how that impacts business yeah. and you know, a Republican on the same thing, I think it's all based on your questions and how much talking you do on your opinion. Yeah. Right. Because that that's what would shift the conversation. If it's knowledge based, then again, that's not that controversial. Mm. Right. That's not that controversial. It's just saying, OK, here's here's somebody who's a Democrat that believes, you know, this about business. And here's a Republican who believes this about business. Here's their viewpoints. Here's my simple questions. Mm -hmm. And they're not questions that formulate any form of opinion. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're not debating. We're just. conversing, you know what I mean? Like, so I think your questions would really impact that. Um, but I, I do. Yeah. I do think that there is a, we are in a season where it's never been easier for everybody to have a voice. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now it's how loud we turn it. Yeah. You know, it's good to take to take a little snippet out of Spinal Tap. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, but mm-hmm. if, if you're in a band, go watch Spinal Tap. You probably have if you're in a band. But there's an example in that or in that movie, the person interviewing the guy about why his amp, his guitar amp is the best amp. Okay. okay. Most amps sure. volume is one to ten. That's how most volume controls are. Okay. But his goes to eleven. Ooh. Right. So the guy's like you know, what makes your amp so great? And he's like, well, this one goes to 11, mate. And he goes, yeah, but what about it? And he's like chewing gum. He's like, well, this one goes to 11. It's just like that extreme. That was incredible. You know that was I mean? incredible. It's just like this, ext- <laughs> it's just, it's this extreme, right. like a little bit more, you know? Um, and so t- 
to me, you know, when it comes down to to the different topics and niches, you know, whether you keep the same Dylan England show and this, it's this one's titled Controversial Topics yeah, or whatever right, it is, right. I just believe that people need to get in a lane and stay in the lane. Mm-hmm. Not like driving down 94 right when you get to a certain point where everybody becomes like, if they're out to get you, it's pretty wild, dude. Yeah. You know, I agree. I, and I know that's the smart advice, right? Cause I hear that and I'm like, yeah, like sure. But then I, the, this is my struggle. Like uh, spiritually, mentally, everything. This is my struggle is like, um, when you have a voice, then what do you do with the voice? And I don't believe that in America, we should have to separate what we believe in to do business. So I'll yeah. give, you know, I'll give you an example. Like, you know, um, I've said this before, but like right now, really big in America is just like the diversity, which I'm all great, diverse, awesome. But I also believe that you should be able to hire and have the freedom to hire whoever you should hire. For sure. So like that's just like, it's just a For sure. inherent freedom that I believe. So like that debate impacts business. Yeah. But it's very hot topic. It's very controversial. So I have like very probably viewed as controversial beliefs that I think America's Americans should be free to practice certain things. So for example, if a Muslim business owner only wants to hire Muslims for the culture of his company, I think he should have the freedom to do that. Right. And I don't think that's wrong, racist, sexist. I think that's just his business. Now, if you don't like that, you have the freedom to not shop there. And like, so that's the belief. And so like podcasts like those and diving into those kind of conversations um, are, are things that I think impact our business, impact our life. And um, so, but then it's like, is that, I always struggle. So then should we just start a new podcast or, or should the Dylan England show represent? Cause the other thing, this is anyone listening, you know, this, so this is why you've gotten, you've, I view you that you've blown up on Instagram. Like I know you have like 1200 followers or whatever, like, but this been like, just like two weeks ago, you had like 900. I was like, I felt like that. It was like, geez, this guy's killing it right now. It's because you're yourself. Right, fun. authenticity you is are, important. You're, you're yourself. Sure. And, and so people are buying into Shane. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then they're like, dude, yeah. Shane is honest. He's funny. He's relatable. Like like uh, Shane had one bit that was like, uh, uh, what, was the, what was the premise of the grass cutting one? Because that made me laugh so hard. Dude, oh, this so- was amazing. And it actually, we'll, if, we can't edit, if we can add this, I, we'll probably play it <laughs> yeah, uh, on the yeah. podcast. But go ahead. Yeah. It was, dude, it was awesome. There was a trending audio on Instagram. You know, it was just laughter. It was just this laughter piece. But I I just thought it would be funny, dude, to go out with my daughter's little pink scissors and start clipping the blades of grass. And because I love cigars, I smoke a lot of cigars, uh, cigars can be pricey. And so the, you know, the, the verbiage was my wife wants to discuss the cigar budget as soon as I'm done <laughs> cutting the grass and I'm out there with these little scissors and you can see all my lawn behind me. Obviously it's going to be a long time before that conversation oh, dude, takes place. I died. So I died. 
Um, but content like that, the reason why I think you've been relatable to so many people, and dude, your comment section is filled with people dying, laughing, being like, this made my day, thank you, is because you're just like, dude, I think this is funny. I, I think this is funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm creating this content. Yeah. And then that's when, uh, if your goal is you know, to grow social media following, that's when people buy in. Yep. And so- I agree 100%. That's where I've struggled with the show, and you guys are getting a real inside look to my brain, is like, I don't want it to be a generic business podcast, you know, because if it's just a generic business podcast, I'm going to lose that battle because there's a lot of other. Yeah, for like, sure. Way. Now you're awesome. You're a rock star. I love you. You're my brother, but like no offense to you. The average world doesn't know who Shane Douglas is. For sure. They know who nope, Elon Musk no idea. is. So it's right. like, if I'm fighting that battle of business podcasts, 100%. I'm losing 100%. Yeah, 100, I'm yeah, losing that. 100% so agree. The more that people can get to know me, it will either really hurt or really help. Um, but it's going to be real and authentic. And I think that the, mm. my hope is, this is where America sucks right now, and it just it pisses me off. We don't know how to disagree with people and still follow them. I put a poll on Twitter the other day. And I said, hey, if uh, <laughs> somebody tweets something that you disagree with, do you unfollow them? 50-50. There's like 20 people that said yes, 20 people said no. Literally, we live in a world that the moment somebody says something that you disagree with, you block them out of your echo chamber. For sure, yeah. You know, And I want to encourage people. So if I have really good business content because of the beautiful people that I bring on the show, and dude, I'm telling you, like earlier, you were delivering like, I, it's funny when you were talking, when I do have a pod, this is awful. When I do podcasts, I think of all of the shorts. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, <laughs> and yeah, clips yeah, yeah. I'll be yeah, able yeah, yeah. to cut. That's awesome. And the whole time you were talking, I was like, yes, yes, yes. That's yes, awesome. Yes, awesome. Yes, awesome. Yes, you're, you're killing it. Good. And so that's valuable for yep. people. But then if I say, or a guest says, and I open up the floor and says, Hey, just so you know, on this show, anything, any topic goes, we're not afraid of, of t diving into anything. And that's like, like what we b start building the show behind. If people stop listening because they're afraid of learning new things and hearing different perspectives, uh, you know what I mean? I, I, so I, I, so it's a so you know what I'm trying to say though? And so I, I'm, I'm a little bit at a loss of, of if that's, if that's just me wanting to expand the podcast or if that is just poor, if, if, if this is just going to go terribly, I, you know what I mean? So, so here's my final, through the course of this, I'm just hearing something from you about this podcast that if I can correlate it to my social media, which again is just, it's just simply growing due to sheer authenticity. Mm -hmm. There was a time where I'm like, I should be using social media more. So I'm researching when's the best times to post reels, stories, carousels. Now we got threads. We got, you know, we got Twitter and, and I had all this diagram of this is what's best. And then I had all these people telling me you need to niche down and you need to be focusing on your target market and burp, 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 and, mm -hmm. and they're, they're not wrong. Yeah. That's good. If that's it's, it's good. It's good advice. But then one day, dude, I just had a horrific day, mm. horrific day. Mm. I was like, dude, I was about ready to just like go back to bed and be like, I'm going to try this one over again because it sucked so bad. Mm. And finally I realized I want to laugh right now. 
I just want to laugh. I want to have fun. I am a fun dude. Like, I like to have fun. I don't like to not have fun. I'm not having fun right now. I want to have fun. So I did this stupid little thing on Instagram that was a reel. I did this stupid little thing, and all I know is I felt better. Mm. Okay? Instantly, I felt better. And I thought, ooh, if that comedic little thing helped me feel better, maybe somebody else, God willing, that's having a day like I have had, yeah. will see it and they'll just feel a little bit better. Yeah. And then I, the next day, it wasn't like all is. It's not like all my content is because every day sucks. Mm. <laughs> it's not like oh, this is funny because his day must have sucked. No, but it's because it's like I want to find humor in the world. I want to find laughter in the world. So going back to what you were saying, what I have heard you say is that authenticity matters the most to you. That's a core value of yours. And it really should be, unless of course, I mean, not that you should be inauthentically having an agenda to gain clients in a marketing plan or whatnot. There's a time and place. There's time and place. Like I'm not going to go to all of my, you know, my business clients with a, you know, pro-life shirt on, you know, when I'm working. Like that's just, that's time and place. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think this is what I think is, dude, you you know that talking about something controversial will get controversial commentary and you might lose some viewers and you might gain some viewers. Yeah. But what's most important is that there's only one viewer that you have to deal with every single day and that's you. Yeah. And if it, for any point you feel like you're not – being authentic, then I would pivot right away. Personally, I wouldn't even sub brand, co brand, blah, blah, blah brand. I would just say, dude, start, start, start doing controversial topics that are on your heart that you know are going to be controversial and let the viewers know that, Hey, you may want to hop off this bus or stay. Yeah. Just buckle up, you know? And no, I think it's be you, dude. I love it. I mean, dude, it's, and I'm glad we're actually having this conversation because this is probably the first uh, non-business conversation we've had on the podcast. Sweet. Which is actually why I was really happy. I was I was so excited to have you on. Sweet. Because you your pivot from business to things you've enjoyed. I'm like, dude, I want to talk about that. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And and uh where where this conversation leads us is where it goes. And um you know, and I think you're right. I think um I enjoy business, but I enjoy making the world a better place more. And so, um, if somebody can listen at the end of the day, I want to encourage people to have conversations with people they disagree with and to always be learning yeah. uh, and, and ask dumb questions. That's my favorite. Uh, I'm, it's not from Jordan Peterson, but I heard him say this one thing. He said, smart people only ask dumb questions once, but they ask dumb questions and they, they pursue knowledge. And so if that, and, and, and to pursue knowledge, you risk offending people like that's, that's an interesting phrase to, to ponder. Yeah. When you're when you're wanting to learn, you're also risking offending somebody. For sure. Agrees for with sure. You knowledge. And so as this thing grows, Lord willing that it does keep growing, I want it to be a space where I have guests on that I disagree with. Um, or I have yeah, and I showing I people great. and showing people what it looks like yeah. to have two grown adults with differing opinions 
have good conversation, be respectful, wanting to learn. Why are you arriving here? Even in business, dude, For like sure. there are so many mm-hmm. opinions in business, like how to do things. I mean, even you and I have talked at length to, with our two insurance agencies on like yeah. how we, how we do things. And, um, I don't know. I just want to encourage people. Like if, if people ask, why have you started the podcast? Um, and I'll end with this. The last thing I'll say is my wife asked me why I started this podcast. Like why, why did I start this podcast? And the reason I started it was I was dissatisfied where I was in my life, spiritually, physically, and, um, and, uh, mentally and in business. Mm-hmm. I was dissatisfied where I was at in all those categories. I'm overweight from where I should be at a 29 year old. I'm, my business is not as successful as it should be after five years. Um, I want to be a better person. I want to have better habits. I want to be a father to my child that when she looks at me, she's like, that's a dad I, I love and I respect him. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so I already, I, I wanted to learn from people that have, have, have done it. Yeah, and, for sure. Or at least have something in their life they've mastered that I haven't mastered. So that's why I started the podcast. The podcast was never started as a get rich quick scheme. Like I don't make any money. I spend two to $300 every single month on editing. And I haven't seen $1 in return outside of like referrals for customers and stuff. So like, that's why I've started for this sure. thing, dude. And, um, I don't know. I started like, so that's, that's the why of the Dylan England show is that like people like you that have done it, they've done business and they're still hungry and you, you want to get better. And yeah. like, these are the people I want to have on. And I want to encourage our listeners to get better with us. Like join me in my journey. Cause I suck. Like I, I, I'm, <laughs> I do, I'm a turd, like straight up. Like I'm, there's so many ways I suck. And it's like, if I could start a podcast and learn yeah. from what's worked with for other people and then just share it. Well, I, so I would, I would say you don't suck. There's areas that, you know, we all have our flaws that we have to work and get better at. But I think what you're describing is a community of iron sharpens iron. Yeah. And just because one portion of the iron is different than the other portion of iron doesn't make it any worse or better. Mm. You know, there's, there are very few areas in my life. I feel like I've arrived, you know, and I don't think that the point is to arrive. I think the point is to progress Mm -hmm. and the point is to help other people progress Mm -hmm. and link arms with other people to help people progress. And what does that look like? Does it look like you're Gandhi at some point? I don't know. Does it look like you're Joe Rogan at some point? Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I do know that there's only one Dylan and there is nothing that will stop you more from accomplishing your destiny than if you decide to be inauthentic. Some people authentically suck. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Some people just suck. Yeah. But some people don't. And the ones that choose to not, they will change the world. Mm -hmm. And you'll change your daughter's life. You'll change your family's life, you know? And it's just, it's all about the. I'm, I'm, I, I feel like I should hop in my Volkswagen bus with a peace sign on it. Bro, it's just all about the journey, dude, you know? But but we have to, you know, I think we have to understand that there's there's 
there's purpose. You know, you say at 29, you're X, Y, and Z. I say at 40, I'm X, Y, and Z. Yeah. I'm 40, bro. Like, that's why. Dude, you look amazing. For, can, we pause, can we pause this that's, for a second? There's no way. Dude, you look like you're 33. because I convince myself every day I'm still 28. You look amazing. So, but go, dude, just go after it, man. Like, if, if you're not in alignment with your authentic self and your authentic self is to bring value to people. Yeah. You know, some people, their authentic self is just out to get other people. Yeah. I've met a lot of people, unfortunately, like that over the last year. And that's fine, man. Go... Go wreck your world over there. I'm going to wreck the world over here in a positive fashion, you know, and misaligning ourselves with who we are, who God intended us to be, I think is a Well, that's the problem. key. That's exactly yeah. what you said is it's, it's about being authentic, but it's about being authentic who God wants you to be authentic. Because sometimes when you're authentic, because we're turds as humans sometimes, like our, our sin nature takes over, authentic might not be the best thing. Actually, it should be, but God wants you to be authentic. Yeah, for sure. And that's where, um, yeah, and just because it's like, dude, like God wants us um, to, to, there's no version where God says, hey, I want you to be complacent creatures that I've created. There's no version that God says, I for don't sure. want you to pursue knowledge. Yeah, A, first number one of me, but also of the world I've created. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, um if that is what's coming out of my heart, your heart, um, and with just a hunger to learn about our world and about why we're here, where we're going, what are we doing, how can we be better? Um, man, like what a great journey. And, you know. You think of people like John Maxwell. Okay, yep. You know, he, he, he found a voice and used his voice for his purpose and continues to, right? And I think that that's what you'll find in a lot of people. And there's a lot of great people out there that that have just learned to turn up the volume, you know, and I think that's what you're doing with this podcast, which is great. Yeah. So it's like your why is obviously to learn, but it's also just turn up the volume. Mm. Why? Because God's given you a freaking volume knob, yeah. dude. Yeah. And so many people got that sucker on one. You know, and it's like be opinionated, have some statements, be bold, be have charisma, be passionate, yeah. like yeah. get bold, like like let's go. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's like people just oh man, don't don't. Doesn't matter what side you side with, just. Don't be a sissy. Yeah. Stop allowing the world to sissify you. Yep. And, you know, just make it happen. Oh, I know. Oh I'm, I'm like, <laughs> so, you know, I, yeah. And it's, 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 again, it's, it's a process. And for me, it's just, dude, every day I'm re-reminded of the, of the massive quantity of flaws that I have to work through. Mm. Having kids, isn't it wild, dude, how having kids will, having kids changes your entire understanding of what you thought you understood of the world. I'm in my daughter's room the other night stacking the books that she's conveniently pulled out from the shelf and are flown all over her room to pick for the bedtime story. Right. Stumble upon one. I'm going to turn it into a reel. But it's like a guide to parenting. But the freaking book's this thick, dude. And I pick it up and I go, <laughs> that's way too thin. Yeah. You know, dude, because there's, you could never know enough about it, but, um, what would you say are some lessons you've learned? What are some like crazy life lessons you've learned or lessons you've oh, learned I'm about yourself? Oh yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I just, 
Yeah. Uh, with with having having. I, I just a realized newborn. how unpa- like not patient I am. <laughs> like Dude. honestly, like when when you have for all the parents out there, I mean, thank you for being loving parents. But like when you have a two month old, almost three month old screaming in your ear. That's how old. Yeah, just three months. Uh huh. And so, Dang. um, or or two and a half right now, and you've done everything wow. for like so you've you've changed the diaper yeah you've fed her you've burped her you've you've swaddled her you've you've made sure there's no more gas in her tummy you've and like you've done everything you can possibly imagine that is like infuriating her and she's just going Bleh! you know and she's like right here in your ear and you're just like like you just like i mean Anna and i have to do we have to, we do tap outs yeah, yeah. So we'll like, yeah. be like, hey, I, I gotta, and it's yeah. just like, it's actually been really cool. Like since she's been born versus now, I can now last a lot longer. When we, she was first born, it was like two minutes of crying. I'm like, I, I'm done. Like this is insanity, you know. And so I just realized, like, I'm an impatient person, and if things aren't where I like them, it, it drives me nuts. For sure. Oh and, yeah, dude. And you yeah. have no control. Like that's like you have no control over like really how you're like a two month old's going to react. And it is like, if you're a control freak, it is infuriating. Um, that's, and it's a good lesson. Awesome. And, and so it's been, but like, as she's gotten older, dude, I'm telling you, man, you have girls. As she's gotten older, the, like the little smiles she gives and the, like, like this morning, dude, it was like the best, it was the sweetest morning. So she has an appointment right now. Uh, she has like a little mark on her eye, like on her eyelid. It's called uh-huh. strawberry mark. And they're completely, like there's nothing wrong, but they can scar. So we have to go see like a skin, you know, uh, doctor to make sure that it's fine. Yeah. But uh, so Anna, what we like, Anna woke up late. So she was like running around. So Anna fed her. She gave me the Madeline. So Madeline just gave this big burp, which by the way, she's a terrible burper. So my daughter's Madeline. So that's, so. and then she just like started looking at me. And just started smiling. I mean, dude, like she like like recognized me and was like, Dad. That's and awesome. And bro, I just remember just being like, I mean, like this morning I just got teary eyed. Like I was like watching her on the bed. I was like, this is what all of that's about. Yeah. And, for sure. And those moments, and as like when your daughters are older, and then like, you know, I can when I come home, they were like, Dad, like dude, like those moments are gonna be special. For sure. Um hundred percent. I don't know. I wouldn't, I don't know. It's just, a, it's a special thing being a dad, you know? Yeah. You, I, you know, I hear and what it pushes you. I hear what you said, which was the key point of where it breaks that, that control mm-hmm. that you want to have. Right. So, so that's a really cool season to be in, right. Where something about you is being broken for the better yeah and isn't it wild dude that that is being accomplished by a two and a half month old yeah so i recognized the other day we bought a new vehicle so we're looking at selling one of the vehicles so i decided to clean the newest vehicle that we just got because we had just gone camping and you know brand new car you're like dude i gotta defunct this thing real quick right 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 and i'm i'm a clean freak you rarely will see me at home not doing something to tidy up so i'm dreading cleaning the 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 our daughter's area in the car because i'm like it's gonna be messy and i i'm i'm like oh there's a smudge you know like i'm i'm like pretty messed up 
So I'm like, oh my gosh. So I'm preparing myself for this cleaning up. So anyway, I I get the I get to the the back seat where they're at in 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 the car. By the way, if you ever want car advice, I got lots of it. I'll be coming. So I remove the the mats, the floor mats and stuff, you know, and I'm thinking it's just going to be a mess. Right, and right. so I start thinking, oh, this isn't so bad. And I'm tidying up. I'm like, wow, this is surprising for two little girls. Like normally, the, okay, clean it all up. Get to the driver's side, my side, freaking things trashed. Okay. What I realized in that moment was that they are never the problem I am. And my attempt... And my preparation to clean up somebody else's junk most of the time is going to require me to look at my own. Yeah. So the reflection that parenting has given me of who I am and what I need to work on has just been both painful, mm. but also powerful yeah. because it's like in those moments where you recognize like, oh, I'm the problem. And I, the crying doesn't stop, by the way, if you have a girl. So yesterday, one of them... She she loses her tooth. I'm not going to say her name because we foster two little girls, and so there's different things about that. But she loses her tooth, and she's holding her tooth, and she's walking around the house because she's fired up. She's going to get money from the tooth fairy, right? Uh, and then Melissa and I are like, hey, babe, you're going to lose that tooth carrying it around like that. Let's put it away. No, I'm not going to lose it. Then she loses it. Of course. And then she lost it. Right, she loses the tooth and then lost it, and is bawling and crying all stuff. So the crying didn't go away, but it's still. Um, we're in that position where we just swoop down and give them a hug and say, "Hey, I understand this is a challenge for you right now," because talking about the stretch, like what you were describing, you know, for them, her having had lost the tooth, she was bawling, and I was getting annoyed. I'm making dinner. Finally, I'm like, we need to stop the crying, okay? We need to stop this crying right now because I don't know what it is we're crying about, but we got to stop yes. this. Yeah. And then I recognized, like, bro, like, for her, this is her world falling apart right now because it's what she's experiencing in this moment for the first time, Yeah. right? Yeah. So it's like the magnitude of what that person is experiencing is just as bad as the worst day you and I have had as adults. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. But it's just different levels. Yeah. So I've had to learn a lot about stretching in that regard because yeah. I know that, man, the, this child just needs me to be present, needs me to be present to me. You know, and it's just, it is marvelous though. I mean, it's, nonstop life lessons. I, I could go on for hours about it and great real content, you know, just <laughs> great, great real content because they do some funny stuff. I, oh, yeah. I don't think I can say what I, what I was going to say, what, what I would say my youngest said yesterday, cause there was a curse word in it, but it came out of nowhere, bro. And I'm just like, where have you heard that in the way it was composed? <laughs> And the, and the, like the scenario it was used in was like spot on, you know? And I'm just like, it was just, Melissa, what you been talking about the girls recently? It was just so <laughs> funny, dude. It was just so funny. But yeah, the stuff that they say is just wild. And they each got five bucks from the tooth fairy hey. and I snuck in the room and got their stuff. So this morning I'm like, Hey babe, did you see the tooth fairy? Did you guys see the tooth fairy? They're like, Oh yeah. Saw the tooth fairy last night. I'm like, Really? Like, is it big or small, like tall? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, very, very small. 
Like, like how small? They're like Tinkerbell small, but smaller. I'm like, okay. And just, just this ornate imagination, you know? And, I, you know, I wake up this morning to our youngest just like waving her money. I got, I, I, I made, you know, I, 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 I made five bucks for my tooth. And I was like, great. And then her life's goal with that money is gum. She yeah. loves gum. So oh. she's like, Daddy, today, can you get me mint gum that is green, please? I'm like, okay. Phenomenal. Woman that knows what she wants. Yeah. You respect it. So it's... I just love how absolutely brutal kids are. Like, 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 just app, they will just say as they see it. They, they don't even know what it means to offend somebody yet. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, the brutal honesty in kids is, that's something special to watch too. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I love watching reels where these kids will just say these like terrible things in public and the mom's like, shh, you know. And, just, yeah, it's just wild. Oh, yeah, they're just, man. they're wild. Gosh. Oh, I love it. Um, dude, this has been awesome. Uh, but what's been on your heart recently? Mm. What's been on your mind? What's been, what's been uh, driving you, keeping you up at night, exciting you? Uh, worrying you like what's been what's been a maybe like a common theme that's like been going on with you recently yeah I mean that's a huge question you know should we start a new podcast just like yeah so like new episode yeah, right here because spanning from what's exciting you what's scaring you the most keeping you up at night is like yeah. oh my gosh I could talk for hours on both there's been a lot on my heart as far as what what can I do for the world? And am I capable of doing what I feel as though I'm intended to do? Mm. And I know that sounds pretty maybe big, and I'm not trying to say it. Like, I don't want to sound like ego. But, dude, you know, um, I just I, – I, I, I want to bring so much – value to the world and I know that I fall short every day mm. and to my family and so some of the things right now that are heavy on my heart is um, my business is not exactly where I want it to be thank God for my wife's business for flourishing yeah you know just being brutally transparent um, and that's kind of having some impacts on me questioning myself like am I am I am I Am I a good husband? Am I a good dad? If, but then I'm, I'm recognizing that there's areas that I'm investing in a lot for our family as far as, you know, always picking up the girls, always being present, always being there. And, you know, during COVID, I got really into cooking. Mm. And one of our family's values is that we have sit down meals. Mm. It's really important to us that we're not always eating on the run, but that we have community and we have communal time together at the end of the night to talk and to eat. And one of our other values is that we eat high quality food, quality mean organic or, or yeah. you know, better, better quality food. So as far as, you know, what's been on my heart, that's something that's been on my heart is that am I the man Am I capable of being the man I feel like I'm supposed to be? Mm. That's one thing that's been on my heart. Another thing that's been on my heart is, um, you know, the world, the current conditions of the world. What are my opinions? What are my thoughts? You know, I have a lot of 
a lot of opinions. How do I voice those opinions? Does my voice matter? Should I voice those opinions? Should I not? Mm-hmm. That's been on my heart. Um, the joy of seeing progress has been heavy on my heart. So to give you a snippet into that, um, you know, I've always been a big fan of dream boards. Yeah. You know, yeah, take yeah. take a picture and for, what you I'm sure your put, podcast listeners are familiar with it, but if you're not, it's take a picture of what you really want, put it on the wall. Problem is, is a lot of people slap Ferraris, Lambos, and $16 million mansions on there, and they're making 33 grand a year, right? Like that's too far of a spread where now that dream board becomes a nightmare board. Yeah. So we kind of, and nothing wrong with it, but you scale it down, right? Like maybe instead of the 2006 Honda Accord, it's the 2023 Honda Accord that's on the, you know, like these steps, right? These progression and these stepping stones. And so Melissa and I had, this could be an entire podcast, this, this bit right here, but dude, uh, it was a diet. It was a desire of our hearts. And I should rewind a bit and say the entire reason that we got into having our own business was so that we could foster children. Mm. So it would provide us with the time leverage that we felt we were called to need for that season. Mm. So, you know, as we have gone through life, we've had these vision boards of things and stuff. And one day that was a very difficult time because we fostered uh, two little girls. It's just an amazing experience, but it's been, there's been some tough moments, bro. Like really tough. Like I never thought I would experience things like this. Mm. And, um, you know, one day I was just like, man, I don't know if I'm capable of this. And it was probably an hour or, or, or an hour or two later then Melissa comes to me with a picture, bro, like this picture of two little girls, dude, and they're standing on a bed putting something on the wall. And it was this picture from our dream board, you know, from years ago, never knowing that we would be fostering two little girls. You know what I'm saying? And like that wrecked me because in that moment, In that moment, I recognize that the things that wreck us are intended to make us. And and is is in that place where I suddenly found gratitude for the challenge. And then I had another experience the next couple of days where the... one one of our eldest our eldest daughter she would get nosebleeds and so we thought well we'll put a dehumidifier or a humidifier in her room and that really helped a lot okay it wasn't like every night but it was like once a month you know these nosebleeds would happen so we just started putting a humidifier in her room and um one day it's not working and she's like daddy it's not working it's you know it's not working and um, sure enough, it's not working. So I'm unplugging it, plugging it back in, turning it off, turning it on. I'm troubleshooting the snot out of this thing. You know, like I'm just trying to figure out what's wrong with this 
little contraption. I'm Googling, why couldn't this be working? Looking up the model. I'm doing all this stuff, dude, all this stuff. And I'm just trying to solve the problem. And I would have been at this point, I should have chucked it and gone and bought a new one. Okay. That's yeah, how, yeah. how it should have been, but I was determined. And so finally I, I lift off the top and I thought maybe the, the water reservoir wasn't seated correctly or something, you know, and I, so I pull the water reservoir off and I'm looking through it. Then right there in the bottom of the little, it's just a little kid's humidifier. So there's this reservoir about that big for water, right where the air is supposed to push up to put the humidity into the little nozzle to blow it into the room is a little toy crown, you know? And in that moment, I just felt very clearly God being like, look, behind every challenge is a crown. Behind every challenge, when we choose to solve it and get through it. And it's just these constant reminders, you know what I mean, of what what impact we have as we just pursue being the best we can with what we've got and learning, like you're, what you were talking about yeah. with the podcast, yeah. you know. So uh, now, I don't know where we went no, with I'll all that. This, but <laughs> Talk about it. I mean, you know whether it's out of want or necessity, the fact that you guys are fostering is so special to me because I'm adopted. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know that. that, yeah. And so that is, it is a special um, life-changing thing that you're doing for those kids. For sure. And yeah. um, my life is forever grateful for my parents that uh, they fostered many kids um, that they ended up having to you know give back and um, but eventually you know adopted me and then adopted... Uh, my sister, we're not like blood related, but they, you know, adopted my sister, then they adopted me. And, um, my story, you know, you know, like I was like the state came in malnourished, my birth mother wasn't taking care of me at all. And, um, so then like whenever I would come back to them, I was like, you know, so they'd have to give me back, you know, to the, my birth mother. And then I'd come back dirty, not fed, irritable. And then they, you know, and, and so that's how my life started. And, um, I, I, I don't know where I'd be without, mm. you know, my parents and fostering me, then choosing to adopt me. Um, you know, I, it was crazy because, you know, they, they got the go ahead to adopt me. And if I, I butcher the story, sorry, mom and dad, but they got the go ahead to adopt me. Then my birth mother started wanting to fight for me. But at this point, I'd been with him so long. My dad was like, no, like he's my effing son. You know what I mean? Like I'm not giving him up to like that situation. And because uh, um, like there were classes that she was supposed to go to, she wouldn't show up to them. Okay, you know, yeah, my birth mother. Sure. And then like, um, you know, I was the first uh, case that went to the, the Ohio Supreme Court. That's right. I remember you. I remember you telling me that. And, I do remember you telling me that. Um, That's wild. My mom, my birth mother, didn't even show up to the court case. Oh wow! And it was just, it was dropped there, um, or something to that effect. So sorry if I butcher that. But my <laughs> dad was telling me he's like, I was about ready to run with you to Canada. He's like, I wasn't giving you up. And I'm like, man, um, people that haven't been through this situation don't understand the love that foster parents have. It's another type of love, man. And it's special. It's wild. So what you guys are doing is special. Um, I love you guys for it. I appreciate that. I really that. do. Um, you're changing those little girls' lives forever. And uh, as you guys move through the process and figure everything out, keep praying for you guys. And But it's special. And, and I, I uh, yeah, so I'm going to stop talking because I'm starting to start crying soon. But it is a special thing, man. And uh, 
my life's forever changed because someone like you uh, decided to foster some kids and uh, ended up adopting me. So well, um, they've 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 changed our lives more than we could ever hope to change theirs. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I'm sure that's the same for your yeah. parents. Well, you I'm know? sure I made it way worse and, for them. <laughs> <laughs> I told dude, like, it's so funny. I told my my mom and dad all the time because they fostered like a lot of kids, like twelve or something. Wow. I'm like, really, guys? Like you chose me? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you you picked the wrong straw out of all of those kids. Yeah, um, that's funny, it, dude. Yeah, I'm like, really, whatever. But it's it's I'm sure, man, it's great. Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. No, I I, I appreciate that because it's uh, you know, I always see someone like yourself who's someone I look up to doing the things that you're doing, you and Anna, and it's just like, man, that's 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 great. Like mm-hmm. you, at a certain point in parenting, you just you just hope that they grow up yeah. being good. You know what I mean? Like, that's like a big goal, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Some people are like, oh, you're going to be a doctor. I mean, but I, 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 in our household, we also are really big on affirmations and, and saying things and reprogramming the mind. And, and so like this morning, I'm taking them to school and I just start saying affirmations and they repeat them. They're just mm-hmm. repeating them. They may not even know the words that they're saying, but they're just, they're repeating them. And it's just getting ingrained to where now they know that everything they touch turns to gold. Why? Because I tell myself that every day, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just cool to see how they're, they're changing. And last night, uh, Kinsley looked for her tooth. She had been tinkering around with her sister's backpack. It fell out of her hand and went into the backpack. She had no idea. Nobody did. So we're like, I don't know what to tell you, dude. Like, we can't find it either. So she goes to bed after having had sobbed for most of the evening over this lost tooth. And um, finally, I'm like, well, babe, what can we do? She's like, I think we can pray about it. So I'm like, go ahead. She's like, dear Lord, help me find the tooth. And it was just this, such this authentic childlike faith, right? Uh, Melissa actually then goes and digs through the backpack and finds the tooth in Mm. the backpack and texts me and says, I found it. It's in the backpack. She's like, but I'm not going to tell her that it's there because she said she looked in the backpack and it wasn't there yet. I'm like, or wasn't there, you know? I said, okay, well, she just prayed for it. So what we'll do is after bedtime routine, I'll tell her, let's go take a look and see if we can find it anyway. We're walking down the stairs to go to the backpack where I know it's at because it's it's sure there. I was like, babe, why don't we just pray one more time? So she's like, yes, Lord, please help me find the tooth. And then we found it. Mm. And just this joy that overcame her, you know, was just remarkable to see. And just to see that compounding faith like a child yeah. take place, dude, it's it's huge. So we're just trying to leave a lasting impact. You know, uh, uh, sometimes we're like, are we leaving the right lasting impact? Like, oh my gosh. It's going to be lasting. Yes, there's this there's this reel where there's this guy and he's like shaking his plants and he's in the, the text says, just trying to create a harsh environment so my plants grow up big and strong like my parents did for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's just so, you know, just we're just doing the best. Yeah, Sometimes we're it. like, it's all you can do. Like, whoo, boy, did I screw that one up, you know? Yeah, but yeah, you just, you, you keep, you keep, you keep going. But yeah, kids are, kids are remarkable, dude. They're just, oh my gosh. Yeah. They're special. God uses, I mean, I, I can only imagine how God's going to start using our kid in my life. And 
It's awesome. I mean, this is a, dude, this was a great conversation. I think we've, we talked from everything from your story, from business, from entrepreneurship to controversy, to podcast create. I mean, dude, this was like, this was awesome. I don't think I could have asked for a better conversation that you and I had. I mean, this was I literally incredible. Um, uh, anything you want to leave the people with before we wrap up? Well, like you said, most people probably that are going to watch this are going to have to ask themselves, why am I watching this guy? They've probably watched you, so they got a good idea why they would, but why am I going to pay attention to this guy? And maybe you should. Maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> well, you made it to this point. You, so made it, if you, you made did. It, if you made it this far, God bless you. I know how to pray for you now. God save the queen. You're like, That's, that was time I'll never get back. No, uh, you know, Go go follow go follow me at the real Shane Douglas on Instagram. Uh, I'm not gonna bombard you with sales pitches and things like that, but uh, there's there's a focus I have on providing some value with a hint of comedy, mm-hmm. and the comedic element is just because it's what. Fires me up and it's entertaining yeah. to me, you know. So there's again, the world doesn't necessarily need another comedian, but I do think the world needs to laugh more. I agree. And I so agree. that's not like my heart posture is not to be like, I'm gonna be the next best comedian. No, it's just that I find situations humorous and I like to amplify them yeah. on there. So go go follow at the real Shane Douglas. And the last thing that I would just leave everybody with is to just be willing to step into the best version of themselves. You know what I mean? I mean, every day be willing to do that. Know that you're not alone and, um, yeah, go get big. I mean, yeah. just, just do what you do, do what you have to do. Oh, no, thanks brother. again for, for having me out and having me on it, dude. I'm yeah, excited to see great. it. It's going to be sweet. All right, so. guys, thanks for, thanks for watching. Uh, if you haven't yet hit the subscribe button, go uh, on the channel, go to the Shane, the real, excuse me, the real Shane Douglas on Instagram. I mean, like every reel is hilarious. He does a good job of, if you just need to pick me up, this is what I say. If you need to pick me up and you want a good account to follow, it's just going to make you feel good and just have a little quick laugh during your work day. That's a good count to follow. Uh, Shane's a real dude. Um, thanks for coming to the show, brother. Uh, really appreciate you. This is a, honestly, this is a great conversation. I still don't know if I'm going to be able to do, if we're going to do one long episode, if we're going to do two, whatever, I will figure out how we're going to splice this conversation up because it's just so good. Uh, but guys, thanks for watching. We'll see you guys on the next episode. And don't forget, um, at this point, uh, I think I've already put out the podcast that we have a brand new uh, coffee company that we are starting. So be on the lookout for uh, a slew of videos that we're going to be making like a vlog style documentation uh, of that. We're going to be going to the roasters and we're going to see exactly how everything's being roasted. And uh, Taylor's great. You've already seen the podcast with Taylor at this point. So um, make sure you subscribe because that journey is going to be really fun to watch and excited to share with you guys the product at the end of the day. I'm excited to drink it. It's good. Dude, I'm not lying to you when it's like top five coffees that I ever had. Like it is so good. I love it. And she air. So we'll we'll talk off the. Thank you guys. We'll see you guys in the next episode. (laughs) That's awesome. Let's go. See you, bro.